It's the show the establishment warned you about. That's right. It's the Dr. Tommy Show. Glad you're here. We are joining you live from the free state of Florida, and I'm here with Tracy. Uh, good morning, or good afternoon, I should say. It's been a while since she's been on, but luckily we are able to join you both today and uh, broadcasting from the free state where we just had a recent election and uh, former Governor Charlie Crist now is going to be challenging our Governor Ron DeSantis. Yeah, he's going to give him a good fight. You think? No. Charlie Crist may hate you. Did you see what he said? Uh, no. Well, I watched a, I played a video for you, yeah. how he just loves Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. That's what, yeah, well, that's one of the things he said. He loves Joe Biden is a little bit uh, very, and he's Joe very Biden's, much in love with Joe Biden, apparently. I know. It's almost a little weird. Yeah, a little bit on the <laughs> uh, erotic side. Anyway, but this is what Charlie Chris said. He was the governor before here in Florida, and then he quit. No, he didn't quit. Yeah, he quit. He didn't run for governor. This was in 2010. He didn't run for governor again because he wanted to run for Senate. He was going to take on um, it was an open seat. I think it was a Mel Mel somebody. Anyway, some Republican was retiring and there was an open seat and this was during the Tea Party times. And so um, Chris was running and then this unknown guy named Marco Rubio was running and he was running as a Tea Party candidate. And this little-known guy was endorsed at that time by Mark Levin. And after that, his candidacy took off, and he had an upset victory over Christ. And actually, he was going to run against Rubio in the primary, and then Rubio was going to win the primary against Christ. So Christ then said, I'm not going to be a Republican anymore. I'm going to run as an independent. So then there was a three-way race and for the Senate seat, and I think Christ may have come in second. Then he completed his conversion. He's now a Democrat congressman down in, uh, I think, Pinellas. Yeah. And he has unsuccessfully challenged for the governorship since then. He challenged Rick Scott and lost. And now here he is back again. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he has a chance. Here's what he said. He might have. The, he's going to have the supporters. You know, he might have the supporters of Pinellas County, but I think that might be it. Well, he doesn't want the supporters of Governor uh, Governor DeSantis. This is what he said. This was on Breitbart. It says, uh, Chris is already setting an incredibly divisive tone as the for, as the formal challenger to DeSantis, making it clear he has absolutely no intention of attempting to win over supporters of the governor and his freedom first policies. This is a quote. Those who support the governor should stay with him and vote for him. I don't want your vote, he said, uh, inserting that governor's supporters have hate in their hearts. He goes, <laughs> oh, if you have hate in your heart, keep it there. I want the vote of the people of Florida who care about our state, good Democrats, good independents, good Republicans, unify with this ticket, he said with great irony, given that he just insulted millions with such a diverse, divisive uh, rhetoric. So, yeah, so if you are a supporter of Governor DeSantis, you have hate in your heart. My heart is black. Yes. If you <laughs> if you supported him and you're not going to support Governor or former Governor Chris and Congressman Chris now, you're going to you have hate in your heart. So that's that's one of the election updates. And then apparently there was some. Uh, where is it here? School boards that flipped. This is from pro Trump News. And. Uh, they have a report here from this guy, Ryan Gudersky, Gudersky, who is a 1776 Project PAC founder. And he said on a tweet, he says, school boards at the 1776 Project PAC flipped and won several conservative majorities. Bay, this is the counties in Florida, Bay County, Brevard County, Clay County, Duval, Flagler, Hernando, Hillsborough, Martin, Mark, Miami, Dade. That's that's. 
Crazy, really? Yeah, Okaloosa, Polk, Putnam, and Sarasota. And and uh, was it Broward? Is uh, that down? Is that down south as yes, well? Yes, but he didn't get that. Got Brevard. Oh, Brevard. But so they got okay. Miami Dade. Okay, Brevard though is near Miami Dade. I think so. I know Broward and Miami Dade are right next to each other. Okay, I believe. But wow. so it's interesting because you know this past year has been the summer of. Uh, well, the FBI called them terrorists trying to go influence their local school boards, these parents and teachers. I know. Yeah. I mean, parents, parents not teachers. Right. And they were called terrorists by the uh, by the government, labeled as terrorists, domestic terrorists, basically domestic. What they call them domestic? I don't know. But um, these parents were just speaking in a school board meeting like you were allowed to do that. How dare they? Well, our, our county flipped, or our, sorry, our school board flipped, apparently, okay. Hillsborough. Okay, that's and good. Some of the people we voted for for judge, I guess, didn't make it, or who? Uh, well, we voted for uh, Wesley Tibbles. Well, he made it. He made it. He was already the judge. Right. Yes, he was just up for re-election. And I, I did meet him a couple times. Very nice person and his wife. Um, I can't remember who else. Um, I think maybe one other judge we, we voted for one. Uh, Possibly. Yeah. I don't have the... Yeah, I remember. But I then know. there's some we lost. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. Laurel Lee won, and she's going to challenge, I guess, Kathy Castor. Okay. She won the primary to be the Congress, mm-hmm. congressional... Uh, right. We did not vote for her. No. We we um, chose the underdog. He came in last, yeah, He actually. came in last. Oh, well. It happens. So, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I think our, our person has as good a chance as anybody's ever had in Hillsborough County because Hillsborough is a blue county. But mm-hmm. if the uh, if the uh, school board flipped. We don't really know if it's still blue county. Well, Because that's we have true. such an influx of people. So, we know that. Think about all the people who have moved here and joined our practice recently. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of people new to the state yep. and Republicans or conservatives. They're fleeing the states where they came from. Right. For political reasons. Right. So we know we have about 200,000 new Republicans in the state of Florida. We don't know where they are, but you know there could be a, ma- a vast majority in Hillsborough County. Yeah. Well, yeah, that'd be interesting to see um, what will happen in this next election because, yeah, if we did flip Hillsborough County, that would be huge because Hillsborough County and um, they call it the I-4 corridor is kind of like a uh, a thumbnail sketch of the national politics. They say if you can win the I-4 corridor, you have a good chance of winning. Okay. Well, I never heard of that. Yeah. That's that's before. That's before mules were in place. Because okay. remember when Biden won, there was these things called bellwether counties mm-hmm, right. that had been going back decades. And if you won the bellwether counties, these counties that predicted the presidential election, then you basically won. Mm-hmm. And every election, I think for the last, I don't know, 40 years or something like that, these bellwether counties had been in place. And then with uh, the last election, Biden lost Biden won one of the 18 Bellwether counties and still won the election. He's a superstar. He is. Well, he's an eloquent speaker, that's for sure. Um, this is something from the uh, it's called, this is from PJ Media. It says, voters moving to the right across almost every demographic, says Massive Survey. It says, the share of the electorate who identifies as, quote, very liberal liberal or somewhat liberal on a seven-point scale has dropped over the past five years from 34% to 27%, according to the Morning Consult survey research. And they also said that there was a slight increase in people who said they were conservative, and there was a bigger increase in people who were, quote, unquote, moderates. Okay. 
but uh, that's just more that's just more what's going on. I think with all of this uh, election, I'm sorry, with all this uh, socialism that's taking place. So Joe Biden has gone on record now and saying, basically, those of you who have gone to school before and paid off your loans, uh, screw you. Yes. Because he's just announced there's going to be ten thousand to twenty thousand dollars worth of student loan relief right. for certain people. Right. So I believe it's um, so one hundred. If you make less than one hundred and fifty thousand for a single, and, or two fifty, or two fifty for a couple. Yeah. And um, and then twenty thousand if you received a Pell grant while attending college. You can go up to twenty thousand. Yes. And then 10000 if you did not receive a Pell Grant, which doesn't make any sense to me. I swear that seems backwards because, yes, okay, maybe you were poor when you went to college and right. you received a Pell Grant. But, but then that's the reason that you got the Pell Grant was like to give you a leg up, apparently, right? Right. It would seem like to me it would be the opposite. So if right. you did not receive a Pell Grant, that means you are, you most likely paid more oh, yeah. out of your pocket. Absolutely. Depending on you know what college you went to, but you would be paying more out of your pocket, which means... I feel like they would be the ones that would get the, I mean, if you're going to do it, you know, I just feel like it's backwards. It says here that the, the, according to Penn Wharton budget model, Biden's student loan bailout will cost $300 billion in 2022 alone. Almost 70% of the benefits will go to households and the top 60% of earners. So it's kind of like the, the uh, electric car subsidies. Most of the people who drive electric cars are are in the upper income brackets. Mm-hmm. And then they have subsidies now from all taxpayers, which there are a dwindling number of taxpayers because every year <clears throat> fewer and fewer people pay taxes, income taxes, that is. Anyway, the, the smaller the people who are paying income taxes now are paying for higher income earners for their college loans. Mm-hmm to be paid off and also now you know with the electric cars right i mean if they're going to do it it should be across the board uh, you yeah, know it should uh, be f- uh, madison just graduated from college in 2018 no not, not that was high school 2021 22 right no 21 21 because she took a year off and now she's back in college um she worked, you know, as a tutor, as a teacher, professor's aide, trying to have zero debt. I mean, she worked her little booty off. And she's just one person. Yeah. So all the and so everyone that's already paid their loans off, they don't get anything? No stipend no, for them? No, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's fundamentally unfair because of that. So if you went to school before and you got out and you said, look, I went to school. I got a degree. I got a job now. I want to get rid of this debt because I want to be, I want to do the Dave Ramsey thing and be free and clear of all debt. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have a mortgage. I don't want to have a car payment. I don't want to have student loan debt. So you pay off mm-hmm. your student loan debt. You work extra shifts, whatever, what may have, what have you. And then, yeah, you pay it off. And then suddenly this comes around and it's just like, well, you're stupid. But it's always the way it happens. Mm -hmm. You work hard. It's like everything in these uh, handout programs. Those who work hard do not benefit from working hard. Right. Not to say that those people who uh, benefit from them are not hard workers. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying if you work hard and try to get ahead, you're not doing yourself a favor in the end. Right. I mean, a 250000 for a couple, that's a pretty significant amount of money. Do they really need, you know, to have their loan paid off? Yeah. Well. No. Unlikely. And well, the thing you're, is, if you're making two hundred fifty thousand, you can afford to pay your bill. Well, the thing is, if those people are getting their loans paid off, they're getting their loans paid off by people most likely who are making less than what they're making. Right. 
And then the whole idea of too is why, why, so you went to school. Okay. A lot of people wanted to go to college Mm -hmm. and then they did the math and they said, you know what? It's not worth it to me. They made a judgment call Mm -hmm. or they went to at least a less, uh, uh, expensive type of school or they did like Madison and worked their butts off to get mm-hmm. scholarships mm-hmm. and to work while at school so that she didn't have debt right but if you make that if you make that judgment and you make a, a smart decision based on what you feel is appropriate then you're not going to benefit from this right well it's you know the less you do the more you get mentality the same with how life is now yeah you don't work then you know you can receive benefits and you know the other thing too is this uh you know this is more inflation so inflation as 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 we've been talking about everybody's been talking about you know is out of control out of control the food prices especially i mm-hmm. we see it most on food prices yes our mortgage doesn't change because our mortgage is our mortgage but those who rent see it too we don't see it we know that we're paying more in gas but we think in us live so close right so we're not we, commuting right we're not commuting if we were commuting then we would we would you know see it more what we should but do though we, is if we did commute all we'd have to do is throw down and get an electric car yeah, but we de- we definitely see it in the food because we rarely eat out. Yeah, we cook almost every single night. I went to buy. What did I buy the other day? Oh, uh, I don't know. I went to buy some type of meat, and it, oh no! When I called you, for, you said go get oven, go get turkey meat or lunch meat. Oh right, yes. So I went and got lunch meat, and my God. Regular Publix oven roasted turkey was what did I tell you twelve dollars a pound eleven ninety nine yes for one pound insanity mm-hmm. insanity and this is small potatoes to people like Joe Biden because a they don't pay this or you know these like people like Bernie Sanders or, or the Queen um, Pelosi you know with the ten thousand dollars worth of ice refrigerator cream. and ice cream to go. Mm-hmm. But see, little people, quote unquote, they have to worry about this stuff. Oh, absolutely. And this student loan thing that they're doing to, to, to buy votes is inflationary in and of itself. Again, more inflation because inflation occurs when there's too much money chasing too few items, too few goods. Mm-hmm. That causes inflation. Nancy Pelosi wanted it to be 50000 per person. Bernie Sanders wanted it all wiped out. Which would be, it was like going to be a $900 billion yeah. It was going to cost $900 billion. Well, in the end... $900 billion? What, in the end, though, what is going to happen? Because uh, in the end, what are you going to... You're just going to re, okay, so let's say you're in, you're in school now. Let's say you haven't started school yet. Okay? You're going to incur debt. Are you not going to be able to get your student loans paid off? I mean, are you not going to be able to get that $10,000? Isn't that an entitlement now? Yeah, I, I don't know how it's going to work. Shouldn't that, shouldn't that be an entitlement now? Well, and what, I, if, what if I'm doing my gender studies? I, I, I am just starting my gender studies degree in the fall, right? And they pass this thing. And the people who had loans get $10,000 worth of loans paid off. And I didn't get a scholarship for my gender studies degree, but I want to get a gender studies degree. I don't have to take out loans now to get my gender studies degree, but I'm not going to get $10,000 because I came in after they did that. Shouldn't it be now that people going forward, they're going to have to have a $10,000 cushion? Isn't that only fair? I don't even know how it's going to happen. I mean, Nancy Pelosi said so herself. We watched that on Dan Bongino last night. Yeah. That he does not have the authority to- It's unconstitutional. 
unconstitutional because right. con- Congress has to allocate funds. Right. So, and even if Congress did it, it's still unconstitutional because Congress has the power to promote the general welfare. This is not the general welfare. Mm-hmm. The general welfare is like, uh, you know, we need this. We need to spend money on uh, a road that goes throughout the country. That's general welfare. Uh, a well, highway system. That's general welfare. Or infrastructure to send electricity throughout the country. That's general welfare. This is a very specific population of people. This is people who don't make a certain amount of money, who went to college, who went to college during this specific time. We're going to give them money. And that's unconstitutional. How's it going to work? Are they just going to send a $20,000 check in the mail? No, I would assume they're just going to take it. I assume they're going to take it off your balance. I mean, that would be the seems seems a little complicated for the government to handle that. I don't know. But so so that's inflationary. It's unfair. And then what we're doing now is we're reinforcing these schools who make these bad choices by offering people degrees that are not remunerative enough to make them pay off their loans. Mm-hmm. Think so, about people who um, have had student loans and then let's say they decided to refinance their home yes. and you know, for let's say a 2% rate when they were very low. Right. So then you're like, I'm going to pay off my student loan. I'm going to put it in with my mortgage. Now you're screwed. Now you're screwed. Yeah. And so... But the student loans exist because the schools are too expensive. Oh, absolutely. And if the student loans didn't exist, there would be no, the schools would not be as expensive as they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, we subsidize schools directly through money, and we subsidize them, subsidize them indirectly by giving people money to go to school. Mm-hmm. And there's a rule that anything you subsidize becomes more expensive. Anything mm-hmm. you tax becomes less available. So if you mm-hmm. tax income high, income becomes less available, people work less. If you subsidize something, people do it more. Mm-hmm. So people will go to college more. People will charge more for college. Right. So this is just, and you know, they had this thing recently where they said ITT Tech is a bad school and private private schools are bad because they told these people that they were going to get these degrees and they, they didn't tell them that these degrees aren't going to be worthwhile. You're not going to make enough money. But almost every degree in college is that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, even well, Madison's degree, if she had gotten out and tried to use her degree, 4.0 in biology, she wouldn't have been able to pay off, if she had loans, would have been barely able to pay off those loans. Right. Uh, Much right. less gender studies. Right. So Madison's college's tuition is 28000 a year. Now in vet school. Right. In right. vet school. And we know the supplies there. We're, we're bringing supplies from our office to her mm-hmm. because they can't provide right. her with the supplies right. necessary. The needle drivers. Yes. Yeah. So $28,000 and you can't And that's supply. ridiculous because I, every day, it's, that's just a logistics problem because every day at Shan's Hospital, which is connected to UF, you throw away everything that they use in the ER is disposable as far as instruments, as far as I know. I know in urgent care it's that way. You don't, you don't autoclave instruments. You throw them away like we do. Mm-hmm. We throw away our instruments. That's why we can give them to her. Mm-hmm. So there should be absolutely no reason why every child in this school doesn't have a needle driver. That's just, they just screwed up. Or they didn't hire. Maybe, maybe the, I don't know. Who knows? All right. So Jill Bowden is Dr. Jill got COVID rebound. After taking Paxlovid. Isn't that interesting? Uh, who would have thought that would happen? That's very rare, they say. <laughs> well, first of well, all, it's, it's interesting. Very, Joe Biden, that happened to Joe Biden. Happened to, happened Dr. to Fauci, Dr. Fauci. But it's very rare. It's very rare. Well, you, 1% apparently. But 1% is actually a pretty high figure when you think about how many people. It's not 1%. They say 1%. It's, that's BS. Because I tell you what. Yeah, that's BS. It's just as much BS as the breakthrough COVID. 
Remember that term? Mm -hmm. Remember back when uh, Joe Biden was telling us that we were bad people because we weren't vaccinated Mm -hmm. and that his patience is wearing thin and this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated and people who took the vaccine only get it every now and then one in Mm 5,000. And that's been memory hold that that you have to Google that and find it. And there's nothing. If you look on now, CDC, the breakthrough case, it just says it's just uncommon. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why they even have that up there for anymore. They should. The, the CDC is really has egg on its face. Yeah. But they're also saying at the same time, get your boosters, get your fourth booster. Well, I got it right here. Get get your um, get your vaccine. Every, it's going to be an annual thing like your flu vaccine. Listen to this. This is from the blaze. Pfizer and BioNTech seek EUA emergency use authorization for updated COVID-19 booster shot. Pfizer and BioNTech have been asked the US FDA to green light emergency use authorization for an updated COVID-19 vaccine booster shot. The bivalent vaccine contains mRNA encoding the original SARS spike protein, which is present in the original BioNTech vaccine, together with mRNA encoding the spike protein of Omicron BA4, BA5 variant. Now, why are they even including the previous one? Why wouldn't you wouldn't you just use the one? Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, you know, when so we have patients that travel out of the country. No. So other countries. Now they're going to have to get another booster. Right. They're going to have to get another booster, even though some of our patients, when we check their antibodies, they have high antibodies. Yeah. But. That explains why they get so sick when they get the booster. Yeah. So they're traveling out of the country. They're not considered. Uh, vaccinated until they've had all of the boosters. Yeah. So now they're going to have to get another booster. Otherwise, they have to undergo masking and testing, and you know it's a hassle. So they're like, I'm just going to get get another vaccine because it's you know easier. Until of course they fall over dead. Yeah. Let's listen to this. This is this this is a guy. This is the Burla. Uh, this guy had tested positive for COVID-19 after receiving four vaccine shots. So this guy was the CEO of Pfizer. Mm-hmm. So this is how ridiculous this whole thing is. It looks so utterly absurd that we're still talking about boosters. Burla, the CEO, had four vaccines, vaccine shots. He got COVID, breakthrough case. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden got a breakthrough case. Everybody's had a breakthrough case who was any prominent uh, advocate of this, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's just insanity. But they're still doing it under emergency use authorization. Why is that? Is it emergency still? I don't Last know what I this Pfizer. Got, I don't know died. what this Pfizer CEO's got on. He he's. I mean, they're all. I mean, they've got to be. Well, what happens if they have deep pockets? Right, because. I don't know, and I don't remember I don't, that video I sent you with all those people dying. Yeah, just falling over dead on the. But did you see? The did they were playing that? Brought to you by Pfizer. Brought to you by Pfizer. Barbara. Right. Everything is brought to you by Pfizer. Right. This this bathroom break is brought to you by Pfizer. I think Everything. A lot of people probably don't know that. They've never seen a video like that. They don't know about these young 40, sudden 30, 40, 50. Yes, yeah, sudden acute. They're, they're blaming it on everything. Sudden so, acute death syndrome. They're blaming it on cold showers. Blaming it on well, everything. Except for vaccines, which is the thing that's the uh, proximate thing that a lot of people have had. I don't know if all these people did, mm-hmm. but what thing has happened in society recently? And now we're having this increase of SAAD, SADS, sudden acute death, right, sudden, sudden adult death. Syndrome. I mean, have you heard of that before? Never. I heard of uh, SIDS. Right. Everyone has heard of SIDS. Right. I've never heard of sudden I've adult death of, uh, syndrome. SAD, which is, you know, when you live up north and you don't see sun, right. seasonal affective disorder, but I've never heard of SADS. But yeah, I don't know. Pfizer, but boy, 
It's just insane. And they're still kicking people out of the military and everything for this mandate refusal. Insanity. Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, that's what I want to talk about was this Paul Pelosi. You saw this video of Paul Pelosi trying to walk? Yes. They've been, they kept this under Paul wraps Pelosi for a long was time. drunk. I didn't watch the whole video. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to go home. Is that what he said? Mm-hmm. And he said he's a person of importance. What he said, I'm a prominent person. I'm a prominent person, yes. And um, they said, sir, we need you. You know, you want to do a breathalyzer. Um, we need you to do a breathalyzer. We smell alcohol in your breath. And, you know, you can't walk a straight line. And he says, I just want to go home. He yeah. only had one glass of wine, though. Yeah. It was a strong glass. It was, strong. it was one of them glasses like you have. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, Tony, you bought me. Yeah. yeah. It was a big glass, I'm sure. Because he was intoxicated for sure. Plus, he, you know, he was got into an accident. Yeah, he hurt somebody in an yeah, accident. Yeah, so he got five days, five days in jail. And then when he went to for the judge, he was convicted. No, he pleaded guilty. I think. I think. Yeah, he did. He didn't even have the balls to go there to je- to court. He mm-hmm. sent his attorney in his place. Three and years probation. Three years probation. Five days in jail. Yeah. Which is going to probably be like, you know, what Martha Stewart did, you know, when she was in jail. But he already served it. He's already done? Yeah, yeah. That was after his arrest. Okay. I guess he spent five days. I think he's done. Oh, okay. So, so he's already, like, free and clear. He's basically... He spent five days in jail right after the arrest? I think so. Okay. Which is surprising. Yeah. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. Whatever the case is, he got five days. Okay. Yeah, I didn't, I don't know. But I, they talk about white privilege. That's white privilege. That is white privilege. The Pelosi's have white privilege. This guy is an expert stock trader. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he made, I, they said that he made millions of dollars, $7 million buying uh, microchips stock right, just right before they passed this bill bailing out the microchip industry. This guy's got uncanny timing. Yeah. And then he's going to get off. But that's white privilege. You know, people like that have white privilege. They yeah, really that, do. Have, and yes, it's not even absolutely. white privilege. It has nothing to do with white. But what they call about white privilege, mm-hmm. you know, where society gives you special rules, uh, where you get to get by without others. That others, uh, you, you get away with things others wouldn't get away with. Right. They call that white privilege based on your skin color. That's really elite privilege, and that's what he has. Mm-hmm. He has elite privilege. Hillary Clinton has elite privilege. Just think about anybody who who's gets busted, who's on the wrong political mm-hmm. spectrum, and of enough status, they got mm-hmm. the elite privilege. You know, and privilege. He, the thing is, why you know have excessive alcohol and then jump behind the wheel? You know, he can have a driver. Yeah, but he chose to drive. He's just reckless. Yeah, and that person he injured is probably going to get nothing. Oh, most likely. Or he'll, I don't know, whatever the case is, that person does not have privilege. Paul Pelosi has privilege. Mm. Uh, All right. So Dr. Fauci is going bye-bye. Oh, so sad. He's he's retiring. And uh, he said that this was on the Gateway Pundit. So he's stepping down to December, apparently. He was going to step down the end of the Biden administration. He's getting out of here The end of Biden's first term. But now he's getting out in December. And there are people who think that he's running for the hills because they've promised to pull his ass in front of the uh, committees and things of that. When he's going to disappear. Take over. Yeah, he's going to move to some non, uh, what do they call it, non-extraditable country. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is from the Gateway Pundit. It says, psychopath and serial liar Anthony Fauci, father of <laughs> lockdowns, now claims, quote, I didn't shut down anything. But the Internet has receipts and they have this video where he's basically saying, we we advise Trump to shut it down and then shut it down, shut it down. He's always, but he said he didn't, he never shut down anything. 
Well, yeah, he didn't physically right. go and, right. you know, close up doors and right. lock doors up and keep people at home and shut down restaurants. Yes, he physically did not do that. But he definitely, I mean, he was the leader of this COVID pandemic. He was he, advising. He didn't shut down anybody like the same way that Vito Corleone didn't kill anybody in The Godfather. Oh, right. He didn't kill yeah. anybody. But he's told other people to do it. Right. So Dr. Fauci, though, is uh, he's going to be uh, retiring. Even if they do pull him in front of Congress, so another person with white privilege, quote unquote, mm-hmm. Dr. Fauci. He's got liberal elite privilege, white privilege, and he's never going to uh, he's never going to face any consequences for the things he did. And just think about COVID. Just think about the whole thing. If you if you step back and look at it, it's hard to even think about it because we lose track of it. Here we are minding our own business. Twenty nineteen December Christmas time, mm-hmm. and you hear these reports of COVID out in China, right? Mm-hmm. Wuhan, Wuhan virus. They called it before that was racist. They called it the Wuhan virus. And then slowly but surely it makes its way over here. And then it just becomes this hellacious way for them to alter our lifestyles and lock us down. Not to mention the people who had to deal with COVID, which was most likely made in a lab. Yes, of course it was. It leaked from a lab. They've never been able to find it anywhere. They said it was from eating bats. Well, no, that's not true. They've been eating bats in China for thousands of years. Well, anyone that has watched, um, you know, the cook- channels where these people travel all over and they eat exotic foods, they eat some crazy foods, yeah. things I would never touch. Yeah. Nobody, I mean, nothing ever came out of any of that. Yeah, and they eat plus roaches they tested, and insects. Yeah, plus they tested like 80,000 animals. And so... We're to believe that it came from a bat. Let's say it didn't come from a bat. Then it came from the Wuhan lab, right? We know there was a lab in Wuhan. Yes. The outbreak started in Wuhan. Right. We know that they shut down Wuhan. They shut down Wuhan for travel domestically in China, but allowed it to travel everywhere else. Right. And there's never been a peep from the government, except for when Trump was office about this. Well, we Trump let- now says it, it. Basically, he says, look, it came from Wuhan. It came from China. I think he was able to say that afterwards because there had been enough time between there and to basically say, look, this doesn't make sense. But when he was leaving office, I don't know if they had. But basically, I think most thinking people know that this came from a lab. Yeah. We also know that um, those that investigated the situation were were Chinese. I mean, they were people that yeah. were yeah, Chinese. They, yeah. The WHO said, no, 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 no. Chinese said it was cool. The, yeah. the CCP says no problems with our lab. And then you, uh, you see all the I things remember. between the NIH director and Fauci about how we got to shut down this Barrington Accord and all these doctors that are talking. We have to shut them down because they're making bad press for us. Right. Now, what about um, did Merck see find some um, find was it polio or measles yes. or something? What yes. was it? Was it polio? Now they're having a polio measles? recurrence. It's from the vi- it's from the vaccine itself. A polio recurrence from yes. the polio vaccine. Yes, oral polio vaccine. Well, I didn't even know they did oral um, they polio. Do, yeah. Well, maybe in other countries, but in the in the United States, it's injectable. Right. But apparently I was reading about it in 1989, oral polio virus became available and they credit oral polio virus vaccine with eliminating polio thereabouts. Okay. And so what happened, though, there is so they they put polio in this vaccine, weakened state. It's attenuated virus. It's still alive, though. Right. That's the oral. Right. Right. And so in a very rare circumstance, apparently it can mutate. And if it mutates enough times which is bad luck, you can get polio. 
And so they say something like three out of every, I forgot what the numbers were, but there's a very small number of people will be getting polio. Wow. And so there's been enough of this polio uh, vaccine derived polio. Now that there are polio, they've studied the Senate, they've studied the sanitary systems and they've determined that there is the vaccine uh, derived polio in the sewers, meaning there's people out there getting polio and passing it through their feces because it's a gastrointestinal virus. Right. When we gave oral polio, we always told the parents, be very cautious when you change your child's diaper. Yes. Uh, um, or you help them in the bathroom. Yeah, but you just gave it to the kid. I know. We gave it to them. You know, we gave it to them in their mouth, but then we always were told, warn, make sure you advise the parents to wash their hands very carefully. That's crazy. After changing the diaper, or if you you know take them, if they're you know potty trained, be very careful with um, you know wiping their hiney. Yeah. So the parents. So was- that was in you know I don't know 1996, 95. That I was, you know, administering oral polio, and now it's now it's only now it's only injectable. But and I the reason that they say that, that oral polio over. was responsible for eradicating polio was because it's easier to give than the the shots. Apparently, the oral polio. Yeah. Well, obviously, it's less painful for the child to do oral, but on a mass scale, like go to Africa and do it, or mm-hmm. go to some developing country and do it, they say it's easier to do it this way because you don't have needles. You know, you just drop, 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 and then. Psh. Yeah, but it was it how many it, doses. Was it two? Four. Oh. Or maybe a total. Yeah, it's four. A total. Four oral doses? Wow. Right. Over a period of time from uh, two months of age up to four years old or when they go to kindergarten, they, they get their last dose. But if you have a chi, uh, child that's crying, which is a lot, um, you know, or they refuse to take medication, they spit it out, that kind of thing does happen. The oral was the four? The oral. The oral was, was four, and then the I the inact or the sorry the IAM one is four too, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Both were four. But yeah, that's making a resurgence. Mm-hmm. There was a time when they were talking about polio becoming extinct. I th- really thought Such that it a, was like so. pulp, like smallpox is well, except for in labs. But you know, back to this COVID thing, this 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 COVID virus. I think is the virus was the virus that's out here killing people. And infecting people was not the lethal virus that got out of the lab. I believe they made that virus and they were working on it with Dr. Fauci's help through his uh, NAID, NIAD, whatever it is. Anyway, his part of the NIH where he was funding Wuhan, you know Mm -hmm. how he's funding Wuhan, gain of function, even though he says he wasn't. Right. When they were doing that research, I think the weapons people in the Wuhan lab were building a a bomb, not a bomb, a bioterrorism weapon. We're building this virus as a bioterrorism weapon. And I think they got it to the point now where it's maximum uh, infectivity. Okay. But they didn't do the the end yet. I think the next step, which they may still be working on, probably are still working on with taxpayer funds, U.S. taxpayer funds, is to make this thing lethal. I mean, more lethal, not not lethal like the virus kills you, but lethal like Ebola kills you. Mm. And I think because all it is, because if you're making viruses in labs and you're in just like they do with this mRNA, you know, they're talking about, well, we're just going to put the new variant mRNA into the shot and give it to you. Well, they can do the same thing with a virus that they've made in a lab. Right. So, OK, well, we'll just put some uh, little Ebola virus uh, kind of DNA in here, RNA. And maybe when you get covid the real covid it'll make you bleed out from every orifice like like uh um uh ebola does and i've seen some people who said that 
their goal was to basically develop this uh, prototype, which is a virus carrier, and then inoculate their population against it. Hmm. So okay. their population won't be affected by it. And that's the point where this thing got out is they okay. were trying to inoculate their population. They were working on vaccines for this coronavirus. And then that's how that's the stage at which it got out. OK, but they I wonder if the next stage wasn't to make it a real lethal bioweapon because you could no, kill we'll the whole never, world if yeah. you did it with if you made it like we'll uh, never know. Well, we may know if well, they finish their work. Well, that is true. I hope I hope we never know I hope that doesn't happen. I mean, that would be the ultimate bioterrorism weapon. Uh, this says this is kind of interesting. This is from the Gateway Pundit, too. It says, here we go. Far left and mainstream media blame Trump for vaccine as vaccine dangers come to light. <clears throat> Democrats on the House Select Subcommittee on Coronavirus Crisis released a report on Wednesday alleging that the Trump administration pressured the Food and Drug Administration to authorize unproven treatments for COVID-19 and the first COVID-19 vaccines on an accelerated timeline, according to a report from Politico. And it said, uh, "Who's blaming him?" So the the Democrats are saying that Trump was pressuring the FDA to put this thing out on an accelerated basis. I don't understand their point. They're all getting the vaccine because they wanted to get the the Democrats. I mean, they were pushing it. We should. I mean, now they're uh, pushing it. Well, for the longest time, they've said if you don't get it, you should die. Your insurance should be taken away from you if you show up at the hospital with COVID. Mm-hmm. If you're unvaccinated. You should be turned away. Yeah. Well, listen to this. It says the select subcommittee's findings that the Trump White House officials deliberately and repeatedly sought to bend FDA scientific work on coronavirus treatments and vaccines to the White House's political will are yet another example of how the prior administration administration prioritized politics over public health. Subcommittee chair and majority whip Jim Clyburn said. The people are stupid. Okay, but what is the reason, though? (laughs) I mean, they wanted the vaccine. They wanted it. They wanted it. What if there's something? Why? This is what I think. So why is Fauci now saying, you know what? I'm getting the hell out of here because he's untouchable. No one's going to fire Fauci. Mm -hmm. He's untouchable. He knows he's he's untouchable. He's gone in front of these committees before. He's gotten at it with Rand Paul. Mm -hmm. Nothing's ever happened to him. Mm -hmm. He's never going to go off in leg cuffs at this point. Now, Fauci says, you know what? I had a change of heart. I'm getting the hell out of here in December. I mean, like a few months. Right. Like just enough time to like pack my stuff. I'm mm-hmm. getting the hell out of here. Uh, and then so then you say that. And then there's uh, this thing where they're saying, well, you know what? We're coming out with a report that's saying that Trump, you know, he really kind of pushed these vaccines. Right. So a little too hard. Well, now because of all these side effects. Right. Yeah. So maybe, maybe Trump's to blame for this well, because he pushed it. But maybe there's something coming out. Maybe they know. I mean, obviously, if there is something like I like I was talking before on a previous podcast, there's this thing about the miscarriages, right. which Naomi Wolf was said in her data showed that there was a high number of miscarriages in the Pfizer trials. Um, well, 45 percent or 44 percent some right. of these women that who I, I mean, think about it. If I was pregnant. I would not participate in a drug study no. for my unborn baby. That's but why, these women did it. That's why most drugs, if you read them in the pharmacopoeia, said this is not unknown effectiveness in women who are pregnant because no pharmaceutical company in their right mind wants to try that. Right. Yeah. 44% suffered miscarriages. So that was from the data, a little preliminary data. Well, there's a year-long study now that has been... Uh, commissioned. I see the Pfizer or Moderna. I can't remember which one, but they are now going to be made to do a year-long study. Well, let's start doing the math. 
if they were made to do that, when did they start that study? And when is the end result going to come out? And you know there's going to be leaking of uh, results. Mm-hmm. And what if these results aren't good? What if these results look not, not only good but criminal? What if they withheld stuff? And Well, that's likely. And then so these people are trying to get ahead of it. And uh, they're saying, look, let's put this on Trump. Let's say it's Trump's fault. We didn't know. We were just following the science as far as we know. Well, if we're going to blame Trump, we need to blame uh, Fauci and, Fauci and Deborah Burke. See, Fauci didn't know and Burks didn't know because Trump was the guy who forced this along. And they were just hoodwinked like the rest of us. They didn't know. So there we'll may see. be something coming out that is bad. I mean, we already know. Look at the various numbers and all that, all these side effects. No one wants to say it's for real. No one officially from the establishment wants to say it's for real. They want to say it, you know, whatever, you know, lots of little myocarditis between friends. You know, is what they say. They say, ah, myocarditis. Ah. If you read about it, they say myocarditis, pericarditis. A lot of times you don't even have to go to hospital for it. You get over it. Mm-hmm. Sure. The vaccine causes myocarditis, but you know what causes more myocarditis? Coronavirus itself. So you might as well get the vaccine and then maybe you want to get coronavirus, which we know now is a lie because... It appears that there's no significant difference between people who've had the vaccine and not get the vaccine and if they're going to get coronavirus. Right. In fact, there's some anecdotal evidence for myself that people who get the vaccine and get coronavirus do very poorly. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, some of our patients have done yeah. poorly. And then others have had a cold. Yeah. So it, it, it's different for everyone, really. But the, but and the symptoms are so broad. You know, you'd yeah. have... You know, GI symptoms only. Which is the reason. Yeah. yeah. Which is even more reason to think that it was cooked up in a lab. Right. It, it's just, you know, and the other people have cold-like symptoms. The people have extreme fatigue. I don't know. Well, anyway, I just think that's something that may be happening. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so if you're out there listening, you're a patriot and you want to come in, join us. Uh, we are a concierge medicine practice in Tampa. Growing quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, lately, I think because of COVID, really. I think so. A lot of it's COVID, not all a, of it. A lot of it's COVID. Um, uh, a lot of it is... Not directly COVID, maybe? Well, we know that... Um, people are leaving it, states to come here. People are leaving states to come here, because yes. Of, and they're because looking of the regulations. You know, I think... Um, I mean, I'll tell you this. So the patients, the new patients that we've got recently, I cannot get into... I can't get in touch with their current physicians. So, so I think COVID caused that even more. I think it was bad before. I think COVID made it even worse. We know that you, we have uh, telehealth now, which is so impersonal. Right. And that's the other thing. That's a great point. So doctors. Now, I mean, I called um, Well, I'm still t- trying to get medical records on a patient that I've sent over since August 8th, I believe. I cannot even speak to a human when I call. Yeah. And I've called several times. I've faxed over medical records. Imagine releases. if you're sick. Yes. We're trying to get refills. Well, this particular office I called, um, the doctor advocates for the, the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. And it says so on his um, answering machine uh, or his office machine. Um, if you have COVID-like symptoms, which we know can be anything. Right. So, but if you have COVID-like symptoms... And you're unvaccinated. Well, the hell with you. You can't even come here. They say go get tested somewhere. Find somewhere to test. Not us. Not us. You're not coming to us. If you're vaccinated, then leave a message and we'll get back to you when we can. Which is COVID shaming, which is vaccine shaming, really. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, we know that if you're vaccinated, you can get COVID. Right. And if you're unvaccinated, you can get COVID. Right. So, And then how does a non-medical professional know what they have? You know, they don't. Yeah. They have a doctor. Right. That's why they're they calling need, you. Right. They have a doctor 
because I need guidance. Right. What do you think I have? Every time I get ill, you want me, because I'm unvaccinated, you want me to go get a COVID test? Yeah. Or run somewhere else? You are my physician. Yeah. So anyway, I think, uh, you know, uh, doctor's offices have became so um, they, they just they like um, the telehealth. They like and the copays that, and that's all they care about. And if the easiest way to get a copay is telehealth, then that's the way they're going to do it. Yeah. And uh, patients don't like it generally. Some of them I've are. never done a telehealth visit ever, I mean, and I think it would be strange. Well, we just got a new patient recently and she was following up for abdominal pain. It was a telehealth visit. Yeah. How yeah. the hell do you do that? Well, we have another patient that's seen GI. She's only done uh, telehealth visits. Yeah. And she is better. So he knew what was wrong with her through the telehealth right. visit. But, but telehealth you, is not. You always a, need a doctor's hands on an you, adequate, I feel like. Uh, evaluation. You can use telehealth here and there, maybe. But you always have to have a hands-on evaluation at some point. Yeah. Even if it's psychiatry. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to be able to notice things in person that you can't see on a two dimensional screen. Right. You know, so, uh, but yeah, I think COVID in general is driving people to this type of practice where you have ability to speak to a, a doctor or nurse directly. That's unheard of mm-hmm. in a corporate practice, you know, insurance practice. Not, I mean, like call them that day and get them. Mm-hmm. I mean, try that in your, your practice or your own, you know, your doctor. And I think there's people who are who don't want to be badgered about COVID vaccines. And like you said, that doctor who's like, you know, if you don't have a vaccine, go pound sand. Right. If you do have a vaccine, then you can come in. And, and you can even speak to someone. It says schedule an appointment. Well, I asked the patient that our, you know, the patient that's now with us. I said, well, it says schedule an appointment. If you've had the COVID vaccine, you know, we'll allow you to come here. How do you schedule an appointment? He said, I don't know. Yeah. If you can't speak to someone, he has no idea how to make an appointment. And he's been, they've been patients, him and his wife have been patients there for years. So that's, what's great for us. (laughs) It's easy for us to do the right thing. Mm. Doesn't it feel natural when a patient has an issue that we talk to them? Yeah. Yeah, it does. (laughs) And it's, it's great for us that they suck so bad at their job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not, not the doctors and nurses. They don't suck. I mean, they're probably doing their best they can. Their system sucks. Well, this particular um, husband and wife who is seeing the the physician I told you about that says if you have, if you're not vaccinated, it's private practice. Yeah. So, yes. Well, there's some doctors out there who do suck. Right. So, this office clearly sucks. Yeah. Um, But in general, the system sucks. Right. And I'm glad for us that the system sucks Mm -hmm. because it's good for us. Right. It brings people to us. And then um, they (laughs) If the system did a good job, then we wouldn't have fewer patients. Right. But because the system sucks, people who have insurance pay out of pocket or with their HSA to come see us. Mm -hmm. And then people who don't have insurance are like, there's no way I'm going to pay them cash. Mm-hmm. I would rather pay you cash and get a good product versus paying them cash and get a crap product. Right. The same um, office too. Um, the the female, the wife. She said that um, the last time she's seen her physician, he says to her, um, "Why are you here? You're here all the time." <laughs> she said. Well, I had labs done or had an x-ray done and I'm following up because, you know, she doesn't, no one will call her back. Yeah. So she's forced to go into the office. So he gets mad at her. 
Okay, then she wants to. Then the she ended up seeing a nurse practitioner the, the last time she went in, and the nurse practitioner wanted to take her off her antidepressants, and 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 she wanted to go off them. She wants to try and go go without them. The other then she goes out and consults with the the physician, the physician that told her she's there too much. He comes in, he's like, oh no, not this one. You're gonna you're gonna stay on your medication, and we're gonna double it. What the hell? Yeah, we're gonna double it, and. She- is that when she left? Yeah, she had enough. She, you know, and her, and it happens to be that she does have. They both have health insurance, and they're not going to be on their plan anymore. But this doctor says to her, "No, you're not going off. You're going to now. You're going to actually do double." This is the same doctor who told her, "Why are you here? Why are you here? You're here too much." But what they do, what a lot of doctors' offices do, they put when the labs finalize, they put them on the, on portal. the portal. So then you go in, and there yeah. might be a little. You're note supposed there. to read it and be like, "Oh, my MCHC is high. What the hell? I mean, how does that help me?" Right. And so there's really there's no communication. Yeah, I think the way that the government is driving healthcare and that corporations are driving healthcare can only be better for us in the end because it's going to drive more and more people toward this type of practice. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know people in town whose practices are booming that mm-hmm. do what we do or similar to what we mm-hmm. do. They're booming. And I used to be afraid that they were going to shut it down, shut us down. I remember. I don't know as fearful it as much. I mean, never, I never like, well, one thing, I don't ever go to bed fearing the government and make it make me do something different. I'm aware of it, but at the same time, I don't think of it as much as I used to because I think there's so many people doing it now, there'd be such an uproar. Mm -hmm. I think there may be enough political pushback where they said, look, we can't do that. But they used to do that. They wanted to do that 10 years ago. I remember. They were trying to make it to where like, you guys got to be regulated by the insurance commissioner. Mm -hmm. And then there was some actual good political work that was done by some of these Mm -hmm. uh, medical groups that says, you know, we're going to pass laws. And the Florida legislature was one of them saying, look, these direct relationship type of practices, DPC, concierge medicine, whatever you want to call them, they do not fall under the insurance category. So they were able to make laws. And that's one thing that's important is that we still have a legal system. And that's the that's the really bad thing about our legal system now is because in many ways it's two tiered. Mm-hmm. And if you ever get on the wrong tier, that's the only fallback you have is the law on your side. Right. You know, if they're going to come and raid you and say, look, you're now a domestic terrorist because you, you questioned the election, mm-hmm. which they could do potentially. Right. And they all they have to do they is criminalize down, it. They can yeah. knock down our doors. They say, look, you're, inc- take all of our boxes. you're inciting an insurrection on mm-hmm. your podcast. You mm-hmm. said you think the FBI is out of line. Mm-hmm. That's not allowed. It says it right here on the law. We passed it. It's, 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 it's just kind of a scary time to be living. But you can't, like I said, you can't live in fear. No. One of the things I was getting, another thing, there's one more thing I was thinking about why there might be something dropping from the COVID standpoint is the CDC also has gone on record now saying, look, we, we messed up. Right. Walensky. Mm-hmm. So the CDC is is uh, is backtracking, saying, we, you know, they're, they're doing mea culpa. Dr. Fauci's getting the hell out of town. He's not doing a mea culpa. He's too proud. Like DeSantis said, someone needs to throw that little elf over the Potomac. Did you hear that? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I did not hear that. I hope the guys DeSantis does not run for president. Well, no, I hope he doesn't. Not now. Not now. 
I hope let's get through Biden. Yeah, let's get through. Let's just we need him in Florida yeah. for a few more years. At least but till the end I of think, his term. Yes, I think he will make an excellent president. Yeah. But we don't know whether Trump is running. Trump's running. Well, okay, let's say he is. I would he, say with almost ninety nine percent certainty that okay. Trump's running. Well, DeSantis is not going to. He's he is a man that needs to be a leader. Yeah. He cannot be VP. Well, that's, a, that's exactly the point. And I was listening to uh, uh, Travis. Uh, uh, on Clay Travis, and he said that he thinks that DeSantis and Trump would be a good one-two punch as president and vice president. I don't. And he also said, um, and then he also said that, or someone else said that they think DeSantis wants to run, and DeSantis will run against Trump. I think no. both those opinions are wrong. They are. It is wrong. And they are friends. So, yes, the media yeah. did start this thing where they said that Trump and DeSantis were not friends. Yeah. They were. They did not have a good relationship. Right. But that's false from what I've read and, and heard from DeSantis. Yeah. They have a good relationship. And I don't think I think um, uh, DeSantis won't run when he is 100 percent sure that Trump's going to run. Yes. Yeah. I don't think it helps him at all. It doesn't. It but the media would love for that. I think the media would love for DeSantis and Trump to run against each other mm-hmm. because they would both tear each other down. Now, uh, one of our patients did mention to me that they're, what they think could potentially happen is if DeSantis did run for presidency with Trump and DeSantis was a VP, then he could go on and be the president for eight years. Right. So, you know, I mean, I, I guess, but... I, that I would know. be ideal if the vice presidency was something that was something useful mm-hmm. but you know they you might say that well dick cheney and bush dick cheney ran things because bush was an idiot they said may be true now in retrospect looking at it unfortunately but anyway so dick cheney did have a big role as a vice president apparently okay and so if desantis was doing that he could do that but i think desantis is kind of like a figurehead or like a, a symbolic partner like like pence was that would never work you no. know pence was in charge of a few things and pence is a nice guy and he's a very competent guy right but trump ran that show right and i think if you have trump running the show desantis is a vp unless they're going to be like almost like partners right it ain't going to work because desantis is a very strong executive he has his yes. own ideas about yes. things and he's not just going to sit in his office twiddling his thumbs you know, going to uh, economic meetings every now and then and heading up some candy ass committee every now and then when the president asks him to. So that's why I think he should stay. And hopefully he stays here in Florida four more years. He, he, he'll he be off for two years after his term and then he can run. So he'll go from 22 to 26. Mm-hmm. So he'll leave office in early 27 in January and then he'll be off for two years uh, before 2028. Okay. Because then they, you know, what would he do though? You know, what could you, he do? You, you could, well, two years goes by fast between mm-hmm. when it's because election it takes a whole year to run. Right. So let's say he wanted to run. Let's say he was governor, right? He wanted to run. And he was still, say, say that he wanted to run now and he got reelected. He would have to take off a year to run almost. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even be able to run. He couldn't effectively run for governor and run for president at the same time. In a in an effective way, I don't think. Mm. I mean, uh, so I think I think two years off will go by fast, you know, because yeah. you're going to spend a whole year running. Right. You could spend two years running. Now they say that people run for like sixteen months in advance generally, mm. but at least a year is spent campaigning. Real. Right. So a year off, I think he could do it. He could find some. He could start a pack. He could do all kinds of things. Mm. 
Well, we'll see, but I, I don't think they'll run together against no, each other. I don't think so either. Anyway, it's good to talk to y'all. Uh, join us on drtommy.com slash podcast for former or for old shows. And then join us back here again whenever you can. And also, thank you for listening to an independent podcast. And if you made it this far, then you, you should at least subscribe and share <laughs> it with a friend. Let's see if we can get some of those numbers up uh, on the listens because that'll be awesome. Anyway, thanks for listening. And, and until next time, bye-bye. How many subscribers do you have now on Rumble?